Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. I sort of want to apologize. I sent around these articles and there was one that like really probably would have been valuable, but we're already talking about enough things. And it's called the schools that ban smartphones. And it was written by a guy who went and gave a talk at a private high school. And he had no idea that they had any sort of ban on cell phones. He just went to give a talk and was like, Whoa, what's going on here? Everyone's focused on me while I'm giving a speech, they're not even like looking down or looking around or like clearly (laughs) not paying attention. I haven't heard any beeps or buzzes. People seem to be having conversations with each other. Like what's going on here? And so the administration told them, yeah, like that's a school policy. You know, we, we don't have cell phones here. And because it's a private school and they've been doing things differently for a while, they had the ban in place before COVID. And so it was this really interesting natural experiment from having the ban before COVID and everyone was cool with it. And then COVID happened and they very consciously relaxed the rules because they're like, dude, everything's messed up. Let the people use the phones and you got to talk to someone, they got to connect. And then as everyone knows, COVID's gone, we're done with that. And so (laughs) people continued to use their phones because it hadn't been part of the school culture for two solid years. And so people continue to use their phones. Like they still had the policy in place. So like we're a no phone campus and you could very flagrantly use your phone and no one would say a thing about it. And so the administration talked with the upperclassmen and were like, we think that, no, I'm sorry. It may have actually been student council. Like it may have been the student body president who said like, we think that we should reinstate this policy and like start to take it seriously again, one or the other, the administration or the student administration. And so they announced, and it was sort of met with silence, which they worried was everyone thinking, oh my God, are they serious? Are they really going to do this? They're going to take my phone away. And so they asked, are people on board with this? Like seniors, we want to deputize you. You are all empowered to take away other people's phones and turn it into the administration. Like, can I get a show of hands? Would you be willing to do that? And all the hands went up. And then there was applause because there was a recognition that it was like, oh, this is a problem we can't solve individually. But if there's a policy in place and people are empowered to enact that policy, then actually there's not that much pushback and people are into it. And so before COVID and after COVID, students at that school expressed so much appreciation for the policy. Granted, there's a little bit of self-selection. People who go to that school know that the policy is there. So if you don't want the policy, maybe you won't apply to that school. I get it. But like the people who go, they're like, oh, it's so great. It's so amazing to not have a phone and just like connect with people and be with people and talk and no one else is distracted either. So I'm just telling that story, but <laughs> you know, maybe we should have yeah. talked about it or we all should have read it, but I forgot to pass it around. I think that's wonderful. And that I, personally, I think that's probably the way to go. But 
it's not like there aren't other paradigms for this. And what kind of blew me away is of all states, Florida (laughs) instituted a statewide ban on cell phones in schools. I had to read it twice. I was like, really? Actually, for real? You know, this is the same time when they're also issuing horrific policies. So it's a mixed bag. But yeah, they have a statewide ban and it passed easily, I think, because it's one of those rare issues that the left and the right actually do kind of agree (laughs) for different reasons, probably, but they do agree. But what I thought was really interesting is that, and I looked this up because I was just so baffled, in an article in New York Times talked about it, and they said that the law requires public schools to prohibit student cell phone use during instructional time and block students' access to social media on district Wi-Fi. It also requires schools to teach students about how social media manipulates behavior. Now, do I worry about Florida teaching students <laughs> about how social media manipulates behavior? Yeah, like I definitely do. But blocking social media on the district Wi-Fi seems like an interesting idea. Employers do this kind of stuff. They have firewalls where you can't access certain sites. I think that's I have more of an issue <laughs> with employers blocking your web use for adults that, you know, they want to enhance productivity, but to help young minds learn when their brains aren't fully developed, I'm more on board with that. So I agree with you about corporate uses, but while this conversation has continued, I've been thinking about how we should extrapolate this to other realms. Like, have you ever been Mm -hmm. to a comedy show, a ballet, or something where they restricted photography and cell phone usage? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, one of the best live music experiences I had was when I went and saw Florence and the Machine. Before she played Mm -hmm. Dog Days Are Over, she asked everyone to put their cell phone away. And it took a couple minutes. And then she also empowered audience members that if someone still has their phone, like you need to ask them, tell them to put it up. And like (laughs) the stadium literally went dark because everybody had, you know, the flash on and like doing all these things and they put their cell phone up. And it was the most connected I have felt watching live music in a really long time because it did feel like once she started playing, everybody was in the moment completely Nobody was worried about what they look like when they were doing something. Nobody's going to catch you in the background of their picture or their video. And everybody was just enjoying the song. So I actually Mm -hmm. have more takeaways about how the youth would be lucky to have that implemented so that they're not fully immersed in the negative sides of cell phone usage, at least for an extended period throughout the day. But as an adult, I would love to have more spaces that ban that usage or discourage it at least. Not because I want people's behaviors controlled, but just so that we can get back to things and avoid some of the negative aspects of technology. Like we can all say there's benefits. I think we should all acknowledge that there's the downsides. I love that clarification because if we had a far right wing maniac listening, they're like, see, the left just wants to control people's behavior because they get off on it. (laughs) our last topic that we'll have to make quick today is an article that aaron sort of hinted we'd be getting to it's called i won't buy my teenagers smartphones and on one hand i don't really believe in individual action to solve structural problems However, parents and teenagers, that's touching on structure. That's the 
family structure and at least one person, this article is kind of old, actually, it's from 2019. And this individual adult parent decided my kids are not going to have cell phones and it doesn't matter what their friends have or how much they want it or anything like that. And they clearly talk to their kids about why I'm sure easier to enforce a policy like that. If the kids have a really solid understanding of why it's in place. So this person goes through some of the experiences and thoughts and arguments for why they've done this. And so I pulled a few quotes and I, I think they're sort of great each for different reasons. The first is, When I tell my friends that my teenagers don't have phones of their own, I'm often asked if I'm worried about them missing out on a social life. When did sitting at home, isolated by closed doors and earbuds, become a social life? I was like, oh, that hits hard. And echoes, (laughs) we were just talking about online gaming, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a supplement at best to argue it's a replacement for in-person interaction. Like, what are you talking about? You lost the thread. Online gaming. I wanted to come back to that because I I remember playing fighting games or sports games with a bunch of friends in a room. We take turns and we talk crap, whatever. And like, it was fun. But once it switched to online gaming, the things that people say to each other while you're playing games are unbelievably Mm -hmm. vile. And that anonymity that comes in that space is the same with phones. Like the things that even if you know the person, like on social media, the things that they would probably be willing to say via text in a room by themselves to you versus to your face are a whole different level. And and for that to be what kids deal with as if it's normal, just that's just the way their life is now. They deal with the absolute worst versions of some people all the time. That's That can't be yeah. good for them. That can't possibly be good. That's it for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Pain members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestoftheleft.com slash support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestoftheleft.com, and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or, again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships, visit us at bestofleft.com support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.